Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about the variety that you get right here on the CEP Network. The CEP Network now has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all their great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It's that easy. In this episode, Patrick and I get on the line to chat about topics such as why Patrick loves face tattoos and shadow boxers, women playing football, UFC 256, and much, much more. And if you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out on the social medias. You can reach us on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. And if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, do not hesitate to reach out. Now, let's get into the episode. Well, hello there. Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of this show. I am Colt Brocado, my good friend Patrick Blair, over in Zoom land, cup of coffee. You've been doing any shadow boxing this morning just to get ready for the show? Or <laughs> I knew you were going to say, dude, come on. I've I was been, in a good mood this morning. I've been thinking, I about, I've been thinking about my no. intro for the show for at least the last half an hour. Think about how I should do it this morning, and that seemed like the perfect way to do it. <laughs> I was in a good mood. <laughs> put on "Man on the Moon" three by Kid Cudi. It just came out. I listened to it front to back. It put me in a great mood, and you come with this shit. <laughs> but now I have to explain what I that know. even means. I know. <laughs> so <sighs> I'll make I'll make this quick. I have I had to, I had to start going to a new gym. Same company just new location because the the gym right by my house that i could have walked to closed um don't know i'm not sure why i'm but but all the businesses in this this shopping plaza are closing lucky's closed which for those that don't know that's a a market which we loved having right by us because we're kind of we're foodies and we're kind of granola so it has everything that we we want and desire they closed as soon as we moved, as soon as we bought our house. A month later, they closed. Might not even have been a month, which was a huge bummer. So they closed. There's a Steinmart, which is like a, um, to be honest with you, I don't even know what it is. My wife's been in there. They're closing. Uh, there's a Tuesday morning, to be honest with you. Don't know what that is. Apparently, they're all over the place. They're closing. And then finally, my gym closed. They just said, sorry, we're closing on November 30th. You can start going to this other location. Well, so, your your gym's a big chain, right? It's Club Fitness. Yeah. I mean, that's the okay. one I go to. Okay. I mean, I could go somewhere else, but I like the convenience of it being close. I just, I just, last- I, I just have to imagine that with it randomly closing that the issue is probably, okay, profits are what... Well, I don't know. Yeah, profits probably are way down because no, people I aren't... Someone, I think someone bought that side of the lot, and they're going to turn it into something. Okay. So, all the businesses had to skedaddle. That would be my guess. Okay. Any, any, I mean, the other side of the lot is nothing but businesses, restaurants. You know, there's a Katie's Pizza. There's a Bandana's Barbecue. There's a, a all kinds of stuff. There's a um, um, Starbucks. Um, what other corporate chain? Oh, a Wendy's. There's all kinds. So it's just this one side, right? That they, I'm, I'm sure, it got bought out. And so, anyway, 
the point of this story is that I started going to this new gym, which this, this gym, this club fitness has only been open for maybe a year, maybe not even a year yet. Okay. It's much bigger. However, I hate it with a fiery, fiery passion. Um, I don't like the gym to be crowded when I go. So I try to, I try to be meticulous when it comes to when I go, what I do on there, because I know anyway, which you're, 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 you're probably having, having to relearn now, right? Like what the busy times of the gym are and all that kind of stuff. I, I haven't even been able to explore that yet. I've just been going at lunch and boy, is that a bad time to go? <laughs> like I texted you, it's nothing but CrossFit chicks and dudes filming their, their workouts and taking up 30 square feet of space to do so. And then it's face tatted bros shadow boxing with each other in the middle of the gym. I don't even know what the fuck that's about. You fucking twats get out of the gym. They're not, they're not doing anything. They're just, they're shadow boxing with each other. Guys with bros with face tats. Okay, hang on. So when you say, I'm trying to envision what it means by shadow boxing with each other. Is that like shadow boxing at each other and like ducking and moving? Yeah. Or is this like yes. both of them looking into a mirror and just shadow boxing? All <laughs> of the above. <laughs> it's annoying. <laughs> Go home. Dude, but it's bizarre because they're not doing anything. They're not using any equipment. They're not running. They're not squatting. They're not doing air squat. They are not doing anything. So what you're that saying requires is them to be a club fitness. They're paying a membership to a club fitness to do what they could do out in their front yard. Yeah. Or in but their, also in their show house. Off their face, their shitty face tats. I, I, dude, the other day. Oh man, I forgot to. I forgot. I'm so glad you brought this. So the other day. One of these, one of these guys was shadow boxing at two females. Now, when I say this, I don't mean like he was hitting females. He was doing it into their direction, and they were looking in astonishment. And I wanted to puke. I wanted to puke. I got to get out of this place, man. I got to <laughs> find someone. It's it's not gonna work. It's not. It's just not. It's not for me. Okay. Anyway, at least give me. Give me this. You have, uh, so you, did you say you wrestled? Yeah. Okay. So you have like a, re a wrestling background. Of course, you know a lot about MMA and things like that. So yeah. just in general, in the shadow boxing that you're seeing being done, is it decent? Or are they getting knocked out in the first one minute of a round? Well, I don't know. I don't know if you can determine that via their shadow boxing. What the shadow boxing does help me establish is how douchey. <laughs> That's really. It's bizarre. It's it's a it's a weird weird place. And also, to the CrossFit chicks and dudes, I I implore you to stop filming yourselves at a public gym. No one cares. No one cares. I don't care how small your outfits are. I don't care how tight they get. I don't care how much skin you show. Dudes, I don't care about your abs. Chicks, I don't care about your abs and I don't care about your shoulders. Stop filming yourselves at the gym. And also, put your bags away. Why are they out? <laughs> we all take way. We all know what it is. We all take pre-workouts. 
Put the shit away. No one fucking cares. Why do you have that big bag on the floor? What is it for? Someone please tell me. I've asked you... friends of mine that are trainers. I've asked many people. No one can quite explain to me the purpose of the giant gym bag in the middle of the gym floor. What's it for? You work out. What's it for? Is like Club Fitness has a locker room, right? Yeah. Hmm. With lockers, probably, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. But this is it, that 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 happens at every gym, not just Club Fitness. So. Right. Well, I have a guy, and I think I texted you this. I don't. It's driving me nuts, and it probably shouldn't, but. So this is a guy, he doesn't carry around a gym bag. However, I do have a guy. And when I say a guy, like, I don't have many options as far as my gyms around here. So I go to, like, the biggest one that's around here. So when I see a guy, it's like I don't have a hundred, hundreds of people to look at and mouth. <laughs> I've got a guy here and there. So there is a guy that does carry a gym bag around, which is annoying. However, this other guy uses a golf glove. This is a legit golf glove on one hand to lift i don't know why and it drives me nuts now so is this guy just so out of the loop that he doesn't understand that that's not a golf that that's a golf glove does he not care can he just go get regular lifting gloves can he not be a pansy and not wear gloves Build some calluses on those hands. What? I don't know. What <laughs> is pissing <All> me off? <laughs> of the above. So just so you know, the title of today's show will be All of the Above. <laughs> all of the above. So anyway, uh, I don't like my gym. I got to find a new one. I could go back to the old one that I was going to before we moved to our new house, but... That one was falling apart. There was water coming out of the ceilings. Hey, Club Fitness, get your shit together. That should be the title of the show. Hey, Club Fitness, get your shit together. Do better. Anyway, we got to move on. Did you watch the fights last night? No. I watched a few highlights. It's about it. Well, I'll, t I'll give you the two highlights I got. Number one, Tony Ferguson looks old as shit. Yeah, it's a bummer, huh? Number two... Now, wait, let me stop you. Go when ahead. you say he looks old, do you mean just his physical appearance yes. or his actual ability in the octagon? I did not get to see any of the ability in the octagon. Oh. I only okay. seen the physical appearance. However, okay. give me a heads up on that fight. He got dominated um, by Charles Oliveira. Just every, every, every facet, he was dominated. Um in the at the end of the first round, his arm he got caught in an armbar. Tony did. His arm was so hyperextended. I, I don't quite know how he continued to fight. Um, it's just look that up. It's one of the most gruesome armbars you're ever going to see. Really, Charles Oliveira had his arm underneath his armpit and cranking it with his whole body. Jeez. And Tony didn't tap. Jeez. It's. It was so hyperextended. I, I. It was crazy. What, what's the What's the old school? Um, what's the old school arm bar where the guy's arm snapped? Is that Frank Mir? Uh, Frank Mir did snap someone's arm. Who, Who was, was it? that? No, 
Garrett. No, he didn't catch Noguera in an arm bar. Was it? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. But he did. He did snap someone's. Tim Sylvia. Tim yes, Sylvia. Yes, that's it. Yep, you're right. Sylvia. Yep. Um. So yeah, he Tony was dominated. Um, and I think I've said on one of our previous episodes that Charles Oliveira is a problem for that division. But I was texting back and forth with a fighter friend of mine, and he said, "Look, he looks great." But if he fights a precise striker like a Connor or a Dustin Poirier, he's in trouble um, because he's shown in previous fights that he can be broken and that he can be broken by someone who is a better striker than than he is. Right. Maybe he's changed. I don't know. But I kind of I that was one of my first thoughts. I go, well, look, Tony was kind of the perfect matchup for him because Tony is not precise with the striking. He's odd. And he comes from weird pl- and it comes from weird places, but the way that you counteract that is being able to get him to the ground or fighting him the same way. So the style matchup for Charles Oliveira, I feel, is worked in his favor. But I immediately thought I kind of pictured him in the ring with like a Connor or a Gaethje, and it's just like, oh man, I don't know. But either way, uh, so yeah, that that did not end well for Tony Ferguson. So. So do you so do you give credit to Oliveira more or um as far as that win goes, or do you give more credit to the fact that Tony Ferguson just isn't just doesn't seem to be like Tony Ferguson anymore? I think it's both. Yeah. And I, 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 I I'm I'm curious, I mean, we know that fighting has is, has a lot to do with mindset. Um I'm curious what his mindset is after the Gagey fight. And what he, I mean, what he thinks, does he feel like somewhere deep down that he's kind of on the back end of his career also? Or, I mean, if I, if I was in his position, I would be just so eaten up with the fact that I did, that he didn't get that Khabib fight. Yeah, but maybe that was the best thing. I mean, I don't, I don't, if the version that we saw last night or the version that we saw fight Gaethje fought Khabib, I I don't give him a chance. But at least, but at least, okay. I guess what I'm looking at is the hype that would be built around the Khabib and Tony Ferguson fight, which so many people wanted to see. That yeah. if he wouldn't have taken that Gagey fight and he would have held out for the Khabib fight, then at least that's if he's if he is on the back end and he lost, you know, in a terrible fashion to Khabib. At least it was a good payday, and he walks. You know, he, I guess, keeps his head up on the way down. If that makes any sense. No, it does. I, but I, I don't. I don't. I don't see how he beats Khabib. I mean, there was there were. Everyone said he's got what it takes because if he goes to the ground, he's not going to panic. He's you know throws up submissions from weird angles. Khabib's never fought anyone that does that. This and that. But uh, I don't know. Uh, Charles Oliveira controlled him. Like the ground control. I mean, I think he had like. 12 minutes of ground control maybe or it was just now see that was a lot. that's the weird thing too right i mean tony on the ground is a mother so to be do- to be dominated on the ground is pretty pretty epic but you also mentioned and i don't know if anybody um who doesn't follow mma would would understand but you said that eddie bravo was not in his corner i wonder why i wonder if yeah, that's I thought that was strange was he uh, was he there did you see him in any of the uh the locker room shots or anything like that? I didn't see him at all. Okay. I did ask my buddy about that. Let me see what his response was. Maybe he had an answer for that. 
Um, he had he did say something. Hang on, I gotta go far back here. Uh, oh, I'm pretty sure he was at a grappling event last night. Oh, okay. Or Tony bounced him after telling him to roll for the leg against Gaethje. <laughs> um, I don't know. So perhaps he just couldn't make it because he had something else to do. So that's that's kind of what it sounded like. Okay. Uh, but Jesus, Tony Ferguson could have used him last night. So right. Um, I I don't know. It's 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 a shame. I. I Tony's a weirdo, you know, he's incredibly cringy when it comes to press conferences and the things he says on social media, but all that considered, he's a, he's a maniac. Um, so you gotta, I mean, if you're a fight fan, you gotta, you know, appreciate that. So, right. We'll see where he goes from here. He's 36. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, you know, people were calling for a fight with Connor. Dude, I I don't see that ending well for Tony. I just don't. I, I don't know if we ever see him fight one of those guys again. Right. You know? I think a fun fight for him, and we can move on from him because it's just it's just a bummer. I think a fun fight for him would be Nate Diaz. That's what I think. Hmm. I think that would be a good comeback fight for Nate. I think that'd be a good fight for Tony because while Nate is a great boxer and he probably pieced Tony up he would also be more than willing to take that fight to the ground True. and have a grappling match with Tony, which I think would be good for everyone to see. You'd right. see two high level grapplers going at it. And I'm not saying Tony would win. I'm not saying that that's a matchup that works in his favor, but it's a fun fight. And perhaps he doesn't get beat up again. Maybe it just, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking about that backwards as well because Nate beats up people. So, <laughs> um, yeah, the main event last night was scored a majority draw, and I could not have been happier to see a draw in a fight because it was a back and forth. It's going to be fight of the year, I think. No Between way, Davis. really? I think so. Between Davis and they, they, so it's going to be them or Wiley and Joanna, right? Yeah, those are the two. Oh man, dude, that that one's uh, going to be tough to beat. It is, but man, I you got to watch it. It was back and forth. I mean, both of those guys, their chins are unbelievable. I mean. I didn't know Brandon Moreno could take a shot the way he did last night. I knew he was tough and I knew he was good. And I had him as my dark horse in the flyweight division. Uh, but f- dude, he got hit with some bombs and just kept, kept going. And same with Figueredo. Um, Moreno, I think Moreno landed a head kick. It's a head kick at some point in maybe the second or third round. And it's just, it was dink and Figueredo just kept moving forward. I, it was just like, it didn't happen. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> Um, but the reason that it was scored a draw is because they did take a, the ref took a point away from, uh, Figueredo because of an eye poke, but he had already had two fouls previous to that. A gro- I think two groin shots Jesus. and then the eye poke. Um, so they had to take a point away. Um, so without that point, he wins. Now the judges scored it in, in your, in your eyes. So like, so say he didn't get that point taken away. If you were judging that fight, you would have, you would have still said he won. You wouldn't have called it a draw still? I would have scored it a draw without the point. Okay. There was not a clear-cut winner of that fight. There just wasn't, in my opinion. But that's why I'm, you know. Um, Well, I watched the press conference afterwards, and someone said to Dana that, hey, did you see the judges' scorecards on the main event? One of the judges gave Moreno round five. Now, the reason that that's 
suspicious is because he did not win round five. He got dominated in round five for the most part. For the last three minutes of that round, he got dominated. And oh, by the way, the fight ended with him on his back getting with Figueredo landing ground and pound. So how a judge gave him the fifth round is mysterious to say the least. So, so once again, yeah, I, I, if I was a fighter, I would be scared shitless to have any fight go to the judges' scorecards, no matter how much I dominated. We've, you know, we've talked about we, we've talked about this so many times. We've seen fights that are just ridiculously one-sided, and the other guy wins the fight because it went to decision. I don't, I don't understand, and you, and I can't imagine how tired of answering those questions Dana White is because those always come up. How did this judge give this? you know, this round to this fighter. That makes no sense. He was on his back getting pounded the entire round. How did he get that? How did he get that round? And then the thing is, is, I mean, I don't know the behind the scenes, but I can't imagine that these judges are getting questioned about this. Like, are, are, are they, are, you, they're supposed to have the proper training when it comes to this kind of stuff, but how, I can't imagine they're getting questioned on, okay, why did that, why did that round, why did you give that round to that guy? The decision's already made. And that's why I've said before, and I don't think you could actually do it, but I almost feel like there should be a time lapse between when a fight's over with and when you call a winner. Because a, a judge can't just sit there and watch and count every single land, or every single head strike, every single kick, every single everything throughout the fight. It's almost a guessing game throughout the fight, and then you've got to, you have to have a, a winner or a decision at the end. That's all you can do. It's all, yeah. you know, there's no like booth reviews or anything like that on different things. So it's, it's kind of unfair because you have different judges who have different thought processes, who give different, you know, different scores to different fighters, even though they're all watching the same thing. Yeah, man. Um, two things could help. Besides the obvious, the obvious would be only fighters and coaches should judge fights. However, then you get bias and, and, and it still right. creates a, 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 it's still a conflict of interest. However, if you keep the same judges you have now, they should do live scoring. So that after every round, they put in their scores for that round. So you know exactly. So the fighters know and we know and everyone else knows which judge is watching the fight and which one is not. But the other uh, side, but the other side of that, and I know you've heard it too, when it comes to live scoring, is that there, the downfall could be if if you are a fighter and you know what the points are, or the score is going into that last round, and you're up, you're up, you know, three rounds or two, you know, two rounds to one or whatever, then you may take it take take a little bit off the top as far as fighting in that last round. You may slow yourself down a little bit. And if you do and you get pummeled, that's on you. I get it. I'm just saying that, that that's the argument that I've heard, is that if you know you're up, you may not fight as hard. But then it gives the other person that that's not smart on your part because then it gives the other fighter motivation to come out and beat your ass. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. And I think if a fighter and coaches were dumb enough to do that in a fifth round or a third round when they're up big, that makes for a more entertaining fight. If you ask me, because you know, the other guys, his coaches are going, Hey, you have to knock them out. You have to finish them. You have to submit them. Right. That guy's going to go for broke depending on who it is. That guy or girl, we got to stop being so sexist. You are um, really bad about that. 
I know, terrible. Um, <laughs> we won't get into the Vanderbilt kicker. Um, she, scored a, <laughs> she, scored, she scored two points yesterday, Colt. So now we have a, a woman uh, in the the record books. Well, um, but, but, so here, anyway. but, but here's the thing. We don't have to dig deep into it, but I do want to mention it a little bit. This is bigger than the original kick, though, correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because now there's points on the board. I yeah. do I do believe that this is bigger. Yeah. Do I still want to see her out there and possibly get hit? No, I don't. But she does have points on the board at this point. <laughs> Dude. Now go I'm on go on with your sexist rant, please. <laughs> I'm gonna call such an asshole. I know. <laughs> and it's fun for me. Let me start. Let me start by saying again, I like you do not want to see her get hurt and it will happen as she continues to play. If they put her in situations where it could happen, it's not going to happen on an extra point. It's, it's very rare that a, a kicker gets injured on an extra point kick. And that's what she did. She kicked two extra points in a lopsided game when it didn't matter for an 0 and 9 team. Shall I continue with that? Um, so, Again, I think this is great. It's great for women. It's an empowering thing. But we all need to have a reality check when it comes to her skill level as a kicker in general. It is impressive that she can kick an extra point. Do you know why? Because she's a woman. And she doesn't have the same kind of strength in her leg and her motion. Right as male kickers and ones that are more qualified to be a kicker for a power five team. All you got to do is watch your two field goals or two extra points from yesterday. Watch how long it takes the ball to get through the uprights. Okay. Then just go Google or YouTube any college kicker at any level that is male. Right. Kicking an extra point. Right. Big difference. Big difference. Okay. Let me ask you this. Cause I don't know. As far as, do they, like, I don't, this is going to sound very assholish, and I'm really trying not to, because I don't. No, I've already, I've already taken care of that, so fire away. Okay, when she's, like, do they, do they need her as a kicker? No. Or, do they have other kickers, or is the school benefiting off of this somehow? as they are the school that has the female kicker. Well, yeah. I mean, the school benefits for sure. But is that the reason why? Or do they just have the belief in her that she is a great player, a great kicker, a great addition to the team? That was my point. She's not the best person for the job. Okay. 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 Well, I'm, I'm glad I helped you seal that point. <laughs> I mean, you made me say it. No, she's not the best person for the job. She's just not. She's made it very clear just by kicking two extra points that she's not the best person for the job. She doesn't have the leg strength to be a college kicker. Um, she can kick extra points. That's, that's again, that's impressive. That's not easy to do. It's not um, for anyone, you know. It takes an athlete. It takes someone who knows what they're doing. It takes practice. It takes skill. However, 
She's not the best person for the job. And by the way, we need to, her name is Sarah Fuller. Okay. And let me just say to Sarah Fuller, cause I know she's listening. Sarah, <laughs> I am proud of you. I think what you're doing is awesome. I think it's great for other women, but I don't want you to get hurt. And I don't want other women to play football because I don't want them to get hurt. Okay. It's not Sarah's fault. Sarah's doing what she thinks is right. She's, she's on the right of her life right now. And I applaud her for that. I celebrate that. It's not her fault. Okay. It's the woke 2020 community's fault for thinking that women need to do for always thinking that women need to do the same things as men. We're different when it comes to some things we're different. And there are some things that we do that they can't. And there are certainly things that they do that we can't like, I don't know, poop out a baby. I can't do it. I can't do it. There, okay. My wife was, there, there is a in order, big, in order for my son to be there, in this world, my wife was cut open. I could see her organs, right? I probably couldn't do it. Okay. There, there's, you know, there, there is. My son out of my wife, a woman. Okay. <laughs> there is a side to this, though. You're, because what you're saying is things that people want to do. Okay, so would you ever want to have to have a baby? I don't know. But then again, I, I mean, not as a male. I mean, as a female, would you ever want to have a baby? You know what, you know what I'm saying? But that's kind of a weird statement to make because you have, like, women who, when they have a baby and they go through all that, that they, no, no way I'm ever doing that again. And then, you know, oh, we need a second kid. Let's do this. Even though they know what they went through the first time. And then some, yeah. you know, some women do it five or six times. It's so crazy. And I have all the respect in the world for them. I'm just, I'm just saying like, like the, the empowerment thing or like women, you know, being able to do things that men can do physically. It's just, it's a hard, it's a hard comparison to, to make. It's hard. It's hard. And because of genetically, we are so much different. And people fight that so freaking hard. And it's an easy concept. Honestly, you, it really is. It really is. And if you need proof, watch a football game. Right. That's, just, you, I, 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 look, I, again, I don't blame Sarah Fuller. I don't blame her. I applaud her. I celebrate her. I don't celebrate the people around her that are making her and everyone else believe that this is an equality thing. It's not. It's an opportunity thing. She was given an opportunity. She embraced it. She's done well with it. There has to be a line drawn, though, okay? Let what, me do it for them. So what happens if... What, how would we be talking now if she missed both of those extra points? Well, then it's a non-story, and it goes away. <laughs> right? and it's not interesting, and but no one's talking. But does, it, talk but, it. but does it, or is this... Uh, it, does the whole story get turned on its head and now it's not fair? Like if, if she misses both those extra points, now she's not the kicker anymore. It, it is it not, is it not fair now because they pulled her, she they pulled her because she's just a woman. Could you not see that scenario happening? Yes. That's why this is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> they can't pull her because she's not that good at the job. Right. The only reason they're pulling her has to be because she's a woman, right? That's my whole point with this. 
Okay. I know. I just She's have not- we just have to come at it from every different direction to explain it, so we don't come off as such assholes. <laughs> I don't. I do, to, to be honest, man, I don't really care if I come off as an asshole, man. Anyone who thinks that women should be on the football field with men is psychotic. I'm sorry. You, you just again, the only people that are that are that are shouting from the rooftops that women need to be doing the same sports as men are the people that have never played those sports. That's, that's my only, that's my only explanation for it. It ha- it has to be, it has to be. Um, but again, I celebrate her. I'm happy for, her. I'm happy for her family. I'm happy for Vanderbilt. They get some attention. Uh, albeit, I don't know if it's the right attention, but the funny thing is this. So <laughs> sports center, <laughs> Sports Center shows the highlights from their game. They played Tennessee. They got thumped by Tennessee, right? She kicks the two extra points. I think they ended up losing like 42 to 14 or something like that. Okay. She kicks the two extra points and they talk about it and they celebrate it and they show tweets from women, other women athletes talking about how great this is. And they, again, it is. Then they Dude, show the highlights. Whoa. Then, <laughs> then, then show. That's why we do a podcast. Not see me. Um, then they show highlights from the USC UCLA game. Okay. Now you gotta let me preface this what I'm about to say with I'm a giant football fan. I love this. I love the sport of football. Have since I was a little kid. I especially love college football. Okay. Yesterday I watched. I don't know how many different college football games. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm in deep. So they showed the, and I, but I did not watch the USC UCLA game because that game was on during the UFC pay-per-view. So I didn't, I didn't watch any of it. So I watch UCLA's kicker stroll out who looks like he maybe weighs 140 pounds wet and wearing boots. Okay. Scrawny guy. He kicked a 48-yard field goal. Okay. Let me just be very, very clear. And this was for them, and this put them up by three points on a team that's in the top 25 that's undefeated. So just think about the game situation, what he had to do, how how long of a kick it was, all of of the variables, okay? I want to be 100% clear with the world. Sarah Fuller would not have been able to make that kick. Okay. Wouldn't have come close. Then what they did is they showed the USC kicker making a kick. Same thing. You, you just, you look, look at those two, look at her clips of kicking extra points and they had to show, I don't know if they showed an extra point, but it was like a 20 something yard field goal. Look at those two clips back to back and look at the speed and the power and the velocity of those two kicks coming from a girl who is athletic. She played soccer. Looks like a, she's a strong girl compared to a guy who looks like he sits behind a computer desk all day. Right. It's just different. Okay. I'm trying to make the comparison. I'm trying to paint a picture here that just, no, I'm still being an asshole. Never mind. I don't know. It was just <laughs> funny to me because, I, because my, well, here, yeah, I'm, I'm, my impression of that guy when I saw him in those highlights was like, Jesus, that guy is tiny. 
How does he play football, even as a kicker, right? But the dude's got a boot, man. He can kick a ball. He can kick a football, right? So I, I don't know. Sarah Fuller, I apologize. I, I apologize. <laughs> All women of the world, I apologize. I'm not articulating as well. I don't Let think me, you, I don't, I, that's a problem. I don't think you can. No matter because no matter what you say, no matter how yeah. you display it, you're going to have both sides. People that are going to agree, people that are going to disagree, and then you're going to pay people in the middle who are just like, okay, cool, a woman's kicking. That's equality. Awesome. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. However, we are talking football, so let's. Uh, I want to very. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Let's. I know what you're. Let's about. talk Cleveland Browns for just a second. Okay. So who do they play? Do they play today. No, they play tomorrow. Who do they got they tomorrow? Have they have Monday Night Football against the Ravens. Ooh, that's gonna be fun. And Jackson is back. Nice. Yeah. No, tomorrow is the true test. Yeah. Are you excited? Are you excited or nervous or both? You know, uh, I'm being a Cleveland Browns fan. <laughs> I will. I will. I, I know you sent me. You know, you said like the next few weeks are going to be the, t- the the ultimate test for Baker Mayfield. But I would say, like, if there was ever a come to Jesus meeting with Baker Mayfield. It was like he has taken it and ran with it. At least over the past few weeks, he's you know proven that it basically shit or get off the pot, and he's shitting right now. Yeah, last week shut some people up, but if he has bad game against Baltimore, his haters are going to come right back, right out of the woodwork. Um, but he had a he, no. I mean, he had the game of his life last week. But the, the the prior three games to last week, he was in it's not it's not that he didn't have good he had okay games. He managed the game well and he didn't make mistakes because of weather conditions and things like he played three bad games in a row three games in a row in bad weather. So you're not really gonna like you're not gonna let the, the ball fly as much as you normally would in those in those situations. So I think he managed the games well. And he was a game manager, and people were complaining about that. Well, he's not, 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 he's not, he's not blowing our hair back. He's not doing anything spectacular. Well, I mean, they won. They won those games, and he played the game he had to play to win those games. Last week, he played out of his mind. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't looking as last week against the Titans as the the make or break game for him. I think it's tomorrow. I think it's against your division rival. Um, another good young quarterback who's uh, the reigning MVP, um, and a team that has something to prove because they haven't played that well. Um, you know, they have a winning record, but they haven't played that well. So, uh, this is the pressure situation for him, you know? So we'll see. I don't, uh, I don't know what to expect. I honestly don't. You know what? I'm going to make a prediction. Oh, no. You don't do this. I'm going to make a prediction. My prediction is, no matter how he plays tomorrow, the haters still come back. That's just going to be, that's going to be where my prediction stops. Okay? 
I'm going to say this. He's going to have the type of game that's going to warrant hate from the haters. Not saying they're going to win. Not saying they're going to lose. Something's going to happen. And good old screaming A. Smith is going to show up on... <laughs> Go up on Tuesday morning and have his little cute things to say. That's all I'm going to say. So. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. We'll see. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good game. I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think it's going to, I don't think either team's going to run away with the game because those division rivalry games, especially this late in the season, it's, they're typically competitive. So. Right. I don't think it's going to be like when the Browns played the Steelers and got their asses kicked. At least I hope not. Yeah, speaking of the Steelers, they lost their first game. Yeah, yeah. Ben couldn't uh, couldn't get around his fat face to throw the ball to anybody, apparently. <laughs> um, Good analogy, I, I guess. Now I'm just picturing like a guy with a really fat face and a helmet that he can't move his arm around. <laughs> um... <laughs> We have to tell people, too, before we move on to something else. Uh, our boy Kevin Holland KO'd Jacare last night from his back. There is so much about this guy. If if people aren't watching, this guy's insane. He, this is his fifth fight this year. No, no, no. Not even it, it is this his fifth fight this year, but this is his fifth fight in seven months. Right. That is that's that's so crazy. Like most fighters, two fights, maybe three a year. Three is the standard. If you're if you're in your prime, three is typically well, maybe. How many fights does Neil Magny have? Because he's one of those that'll fight whenever. Like how many fights? Neil Magny, he's no, he's had five fights in a year. He has an account. Okay. okay, it wasn't in as short of time as Kevin Holland, but yeah, he's fought. Yeah, Neil Magny's the same way, or he was. He's he slowed down a little bit because he's had some injuries and stuff. But okay, so um, with, with Kevin Holland, were all five all five fights were finishes, right? No, no, no. Uh, so let's see, he KO'd Jacare. Mm -hmm. His last fight, he won by. KO, TKO. So wait, because that was KO. like that was October thirty first was his last fight. So did he was that the kick in the face or was that the one before it? No, that was not. So he won. He like slammed the dude, and I think the dude's shoulder was separated. Oh okay. So he couldn't continue. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure they're all finishes. I want to say there's one decision in there. Okay. I think maybe at the be maybe his first fight of the year was a decision because he KO'd Joaquin Buckley. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. So three fights ago, he fought Darren Stewart, and that went to a decision. Okay. Uh, KO'd Joaquin Buckley, KO'd Anthony Hernandez, and then what was the first fight? Oh, no. So, one, two, three. Wait, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, yeah. Anthony Hernandez KO, Joaquin Buckley TKO. Split decision over Darren Stewart. TKO over Charlie Ontiveros. KO'd Jacare. Keep in mind, too, 
he was supposed to fight last week right. against Jack Herman. And he that wasn't originally his fight. He stepped in and was like, yeah, I'll fight him. Fuck it. Right. And he got COVID, recovered from COVID, fought this week, defeated a legend. Mm-hmm. And he wants to fight next week. Oh, really? He called up Hamzat to fight next week. I don't think they're going to give it to him. Right. But I don't, um, can, I don't like, can they do that? Cause m- most, m- m- why not? I mean, I, I guess they could, do they normally like medically clear you that fast? Yeah, they do. Well, he's, he's going to be medically cleared to fight right now. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, uh, but I don't think it's going to happen, but so yeah, he's got to be, He's my fighter of the year. However, he predicted that if Davison Figueredo won, Figueredo would be fighter of the year. Um, that was his prediction anyway. Um, but Kevin Holland's my fighter of the year. But I also think it's a testament to how the UFC is going right now. You know, a bunch of fighters just got cut and stuff. I think it's going to be... 2021 in the UFC is going to be vastly different than what we've seen in the past as far as fighters complaining about their pay this and the opportunities people are getting. Guys like Kevin Holland are the prototype now. They just are. That's why I said on the last show, that's why, or maybe two shows ago, that's why there's a Dana White's contender series. He's finding guys who will just shut up and fight. So, well, I mean you know that that excites me because you know that I have disliked the Connor era of fighters where you come out, you win, and then you automatically get the opportunity to call people out. Yeah. And I, I think we'll still see that, but I mean, look, not everyone's a Kevin Holland. Like he's been incredibly smart with how he's done it. He hasn't called out, you know, big names, top 15 guys. He's only done it now. Well, but yeah, uh, but that's something we've talked about in the past too. Is that it's it's about being realistic about who yeah. you can call out at the stage of the game that you're in. You don't win your you know two fights in the UFC and now you're calling out Connor. You know it, it's it's a matter of knowing where you're at in the crappy rankings that the UFC has and calling out the right person that fits that mold there. Yeah, but again, everyone's not like him but i think he's 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 going to be the prototype i just if you look at his story you know that he was a he was a contender series guy yeah and dana didn't sign him because dana thought he was annoying because after he won he kept calling out dana's name and was being obnoxious dana was like "Uh, i'm good then tiago santos needed a, a fighter uh an opponent because his original opponent dropped out Dana said that he called every one of the contender series guys in that weight class and the weight class below before he called Kevin Holland. No way, really. They all turned it down. Kevin Holland was like, I'll fucking do it. Wow. Now his ascension is, has, you know, arrived at where it's at. Um, so look, man, I just think these, these guys that have been around for a while that think they deserve the world, and deserve sort of a, a red carpet or the red carpet treatment from the UFC and Dana White. I don't think it's gonna it's I don't think it's gonna happen. I just don't. I mean, you got these guys like Kevin Holland who will just step up to the plate. Right. You know? 
I mentioned I mentioned Connor, so I kind of want to um, take this in a little bit of a different direction. As far as so you're you write for a website and things like that too. You I mean you've you've written for a long time as far as sports goes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get caught by just headlines, even if it's by a website or a blog or whatever that you don't really respect or you don't really listen to what they say very much? Is there ever headlines that catch you and you're like, all right, I've got to open this up just to see what it says? Mm. The, re- the reason why I ask is because there's a couple on like Facebook that I, or a couple of different ones that I follow. And I, just by reading some of their articles, I'm like, this is all bullshit. I don't care about any of this. Like, and, and, it, and it's stuff that you know that they're just reading to get, or just writing to get clicks kinds of things but there, there's some every once in a while that catch me like the other day was it said Dana White something about like Dana White says there's zero percent chance that this fight is happening for Connor so automatically I'm ahead I'm thinking oh crap they scrapped the Poirier fight so I open it up no it's them saying that Dana White says there's no way that Connor's fa- fighting uh Jake Paul I'm like dang it you caught me why why did you do that what 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 website was that? I don't remember. I want to say it was it's called like is it heavy on UFC or something like that? Look, man. That's a whole nother conversation that we can get into. No, I don't get fooled by shit like that. That's why I ask because you're smarter than I am when it comes to those kinds of things. <laughs> well, look, I look at the I look at the publication first. If yeah. it's not uh a respected if it's not, you know, reputable MMA if it's not MMA MMA fighting or you know one of those I I don't I'm not gonna but I also and this is gonna sound douchey given my educational background I was trained to kind of look out for these things and to know what headlines to write to catch attention and all that good stuff um so yeah no I typically don't fall for it sometimes I guess maybe well, okay, right. let me ask you this, and I, I don't think we talked about it on the show, or, and we don't have to call anybody out or say anything, but I know you sent me something a little while back, and it was an article about a, a bar closing down in St. Louis, I think, and you sent me the just the headline or the first paragraph first of the second. article, and even I read it, and I have no background in writing or anything like that, but just I read that paragraph, and I'm like, this is the douchiest thing I have ever read in my entire life it pissed me off yeah so what we're talking about and i don't know if i want to go try and look it up if you can find it real quick maybe but so it was a it was an it was an stl today article about uh missouri bar and grill closing it's kind of long time restaurant uh bar and grill in the heart of downtown right there at tucker and uh, washington it's closing uh it's been there forever it's so what the writer did was basically try to be cute in his first sentence and say that his coworkers frequent this place, but in doing so, he insulted them. Right. Well, I, let me just find it. <laughs> you know look, now most people are going to read that and they're not even going to think about it. Right. That's why he's fucking twats i want to use that word because i get so angered by a lot of these people that write 
you know, I look, and I'll get into that in a second. So most people are going to look at that and they're going to just breeze right over it, right? He was trying to grab attention. And I think he, that sentence proves that. However, right. come off as the, the fucking douche. Right. Uh, hold on. Let me find it. Is this a place that you used to frequent quite a bit? No, no, I've I've been there once in my life. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pretty cool place uh, though. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> um I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um So this isn't the guy. So well, let's compare. Let's compare. So this is from the Post-Dispatch, this is by one writer. So this is how he starts this. I and a lot of my Post-Dispatch colleagues recently lost an old friend to the coronavirus, the Missouri Bar and Grill, second home and hideout to generations of St. Louis journalists. Beautiful opening sentence, right? Yeah. That's what you want. Now, let me find it. Sorry. <laughs> now give me five minutes and I'll come back with the other one. <laughs> So that was great. That's how that should have that's how that should have been stated. Here's this twat. The Missouri Bar and Grill. The beloved downtown West Watering Hole, especially favored by the ink-stained wretches of the Postus Patch in the late Globe Democrat, will permanently close after service Saturday, December 5th. Wretches? Wretches. So you're calling your coworkers wretches. I want to know how that even got past an editor. Right. How? What other twat thought that was cute? Right. I want to know. That dude, that angered me so much. Um, and then shit like that just, it, dude. It just, this is all you see. No, again, this is this is this is what clickbait journalism is. You know, because that if you put that on Twitter. If you put that on Facebook, that's the first thing people are going to see. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Is that first sentence. So he was just trying to get clicks and he was trying to get a rise out of people. It worked. It pissed me off. But I also come from a journalism background and I also still write for a publication. And I try to write with some integrity. I don't know. I just, I, there's no room when it comes to stuff like that. So for instance, I write about fighters and fights. I don't shit on the fighters. Right. I don't shit on the people that I'm writing about. I'm trying to, especially with like a sport like MMA, I'm trying to inform the rest of the world about these guys, their skills, their story, their record, what they're up against, who they're facing, what that person's story is. Right. That's my, that's my goal. That's what I do. I don't write opinion pieces. I've written very few. And if I did, it was in favor of the fighter. It wasn't me shitting on the fighter. So it was me saying that, hey, the fighter's being mistreated by his employer, right. something like that. So I think when it comes to fights and fighters and sports in general, and then something like this where, um, I don't know, a business that's been there for years is going to close. So some people are going to lose their jobs. Some people's livelihoods might be affected. And oh, by the way, the wretches that you work with are going to lose a, a cool place to go to after they get off work. I don't think there's any room for you to be cute or clickbaity. Right. And that's it. I just don't. Now other people expect something different out of that. That's fine. That's that's not for me, but it's it's forever going to anger me. Have you seen other articles from this journalist? 
I don't know. I didn't know who he was, but I looked okay. him up. You want to know what he does? You want to know what he is? What his title is, man? Well, I'm just I'm just curious if if this is the kind of articles that he writes. Is that what he's known for? Is to be this kind of journalist, kind of a shitting on people, shitting on you know businesses and things like that in the articles that he talks about. Like, is that his shtick? I would imagine it is because his job title is restaurant critic for the St. Louis Post. Oh, Jesus. Does that mean he just makes Yelp reviews? Essentially. Should we go to the archives? Let's go to the archives. Oh, jeez. Have we mentioned his name? If so, I don't know if we should. <laughs> I will. I'll call this fuck out. Fuck this Dude, this, this stuff, this is the problem. This is, the, but it's the world we live in. Yeah. This guy and people like him are going to forever have jobs now because of clickbait journalism. And, and you know, it's designed to get a, so, some sort of visceral, visceral reaction out of people. I just don't see how there's any reason that that first sentence. I don't know how that first sentence has anything to do with that restaurant closing. Right. It has everything to do with you getting your name out there and you getting people to go, geez, that was harsh. Right. Wow. If I was that guy's coworker and when he comes into the office, that's the other thing too. This guy gets to hide behind a computer screen now. He doesn't go into an office and he probably works remotely, especially right now. So he didn't have to be he didn't have to face confrontation from any of his coworkers. I, I don't know, man. It's just uh I get it. It's uh I journalism has has two sides and both of them are i don't know like you have reputable reputable and respectable journalists out there that you that it's you know are non-biased and you know kind of like what you're saying with when you write for mma and stuff like that you know even if you absolutely hate a fighter or something like that you are you try your best not to be biased in the article but you know that that's not clickbaity. That's not going to get the clicks. And now, so okay, money wise, when it comes to like online articles and stuff like that, it, there's money in clicks, correct? Yeah. yeah. So even like the MMA, uh, the heavy on the UFC or whatever article that I got sucked into, just because I clicked that and opened that article up, there's money behind that click that I made. That do you I mean? Do you agree with that? Do you like? Can clickbait be a good thing if it's used the right way? I mean, I get paid off of clicks. So when you write an article, you're trying your best to make something that's going to be clickbaity to get them to read your article. Um, no, no, because I don't. But because of the nature of what I write, there's just really no way to do that. Unless I start writing opinion stuff. Okay. Like, um, uh, just off the top of my head. Um, I, I, you know, it may be something like Colby Covington is blah, 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 blah. I, I, you know, something about how, why I don't like him, you know, it, but I don't do that. I'm not going, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. It's just not, it's just not, I, I just, it's not me. It's not for me. 
That's why I'm talking shit on this podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> how do you, okay, so how, how do you direct people to the articles that you write? I just post them on my social medias and you know, the, the website posts them and, but I don't, it, I don't depend on it for income. You know right. what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, 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 there are a million sports websites. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There are a million that people already know where they're going to get their sports news and their updates. Right. You know? So for me to, to make some sort of assumption that mine's going to get clicked on more, it could happen, you know, it could, but, um, I don't know. I mean, but I, see, I don't want to get into the business of the website that I, I write for either though. So like they have their system, <clears throat> they have their system in place. I used to work for a website where it was clickbaity and they tried, you know, everything was SEO. So they tried to get your headline at the top of when you Google search, you know, uh, UFC, UFC 256, they wanted yours to be right within the top few that's hard to do right in today's world but it, right. it, it does happen it does happen um <clears throat> so with that website which i no longer write for <clears throat> there was basically there was a system designed and put in place to where your 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 tagline or your headline had to cons consist of certain words and this and that now i kind of i write it it goes through an editor and it gets published that type of thing you know I don't even, to be honest with you, unless it's something where I'm being really specific about one fighter, I typically don't, I, I make the headline generic and then leave it up to them to kind of, you make it what you want because it's your website. You want to get people there. Um, but again, this is, an, <clears throat> this is something that I do because I like it. It keeps my brain moving, you know, uh, could I push harder to make money doing it via the clicks. Yeah, sure. But in order to do that now, you have to be like this fucking guy. And so, you have to I, I So so who you write for doesn't push you to do the click baity thing for for their benefit. They don't push you to say, "Hey, we want more clicks on this. Can you, you know, try to write something more clickbaity or at least give us a title of an article that you know is going to push people towards towards your article for our benefit. Mm. No, okay, well that's good. I write at my own leisure too. I write. I don't. I don't have. I don't have deadlines. I don't have a specific thing amount that I need to write. Nice. I wrote three articles this week because I wanted to, and they were all previews of the fights that were happening. So UFC two fifty six. Anthony Joshua fought last night, and Chris Colbert fought last night. I wrote about those cards, those fights. You know. Mm -hmm. Oh, speaking so, of that, hey, uh, I think I texted you about it, but we haven't mentioned it on the show yet. So you mentioned Anthony Joshua, and it, it triggered uh, the whole George Foreman came out and said that if Mike Tyson could have a couple more exhibition fights under his belt, that George Foreman would put Mike Tyson up against any boxer right now, champion or not, he would put them up against them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th just in general, I think even even a non-boxing fan would would think that that's a an insane statement to make. It is. I think he slammed his head in a Foreman grill before he. Uh, <laughs> no, he can't. No, it's not gonna happen. No. 
I just thought, I thought that was funny because I think it was our a couple episodes ago we talked about Mike Tyson's fight that was coming up, and I you know kind of asked you about that. Do you think? Or no, it was it was after the fight. I think we talked about it, and I asked you, you know, could he could he hang in boxing right now with anybody out there? And I wasn't even talking about a reigning champion or anything like that, or a reigning title holder. I was talking about anybody, even in the lower ranks. Can he hang with anybody? And you're like, no. And then literally like a day or two later, George Foreman's like, dude, he could hang with anybody. He could fight anybody and knock them out. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite sure where Foreman's head's at. We're also like... Mike Tyson's such a polarizing character and he's, he's worldwide famous for being Mike Tyson that most people don't know that at one point in time he was dominant, but he's not one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. Right. No, not even, not even close. I mean, I just feel like not even in the conversation. Right. Well, this kind of ties into the whole clickbaity thing too, is I think that, I think that might be, Regardless of if George Foreman really believes it or not, this may be his version of clickbait. He puts that out there, now everybody's talking about it, and does this possibly build future fights for Mike Tyson? Maybe. Even if it's against a a current boxer and it's in an exhibition versus actually, you know, I don't know, but versus being in an organization or something like that. I don't know. I'm just saying, I want, I just wonder if he said that on purpose just because, hey, people are going to talk about this and it's going to be clickbaity and it's going to get conversation rolling and possibly something could come out of it. Yeah, that bums me out. That really does. <laughs> Gotta love George Foreman. And I, I find it hard to believe that in, in his heart of hearts, he really truly believes that Mike Tyson could box a top 15 guy and do well. I, I, I don't know, but George Foreman's not a boxer anymore. He's an analyst. He knows what he's talking about, but he's also a character and he needs to keep up with the likes of Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman and Shannon Sharp. So yeah, he does need to say things that get attention. He knows this, all of these media guys, even if they're former fighters, eventually, know that, all right, I got to say something that keeps me at the same level of all these top guys, you know, Mm -hmm. some do, some don't, but George Foreman again is, is a, is a famous guy. You know what I mean? Well, and, and and people are going to take, yeah, things that he, he says that people are going to take to heart. Like I, I, if I, if, if Stephen A. Smith says something and George Foreman says something, even if they say the same exact thing, I'm going to listen to George Foreman more than I'm going to listen to Stephen A. Smith because Stephen A. Smith is a character and it's in, in kind of, I guess, less believable when he says something because he's so dramatic. George Foreman says it. And even if I don't believe that Mike Tyson could fight some, you know, somebody huge, I'm kind of like, well, George Foreman was a boxer. A legit boxer, and I kind and if he says it, I'm not thinking about he got hit in the head a million times. I'm just thinking he said it. So maybe there's some, you know, if he believes it, maybe there's something I don't see behind the scenes. I don't see his training behind the scenes. Maybe Mike Tyson is better than I expected. Who knows? Yeah, uh, 
George Foreman, again, George Foreman's he's famous outside of boxing. Yeah. So when he says ridiculous things, non-boxing fans go, oh, okay. But boxing fans go, George, what, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, but again, he's, he's okay. It would really bum me out if someone like Andre Ward said that, or, you know, Tim Bradley, you know, right now they are boxing guys. They're boxing personalities. So they try to tell you like it is right in boxing. They don't have a foreman grill that's made them famous outside of boxing for them to say ridiculous things. And people kind of go, Oh, okay. You know, that's right. just George being George. Right. <laughs> Real. Um, and I think that's kind of what, after he said that, I, I'm sure many people just kind of chalked it up to, yeah, that's just George being George. You know, that's that fun loving guy who did the commercials about the burgers. You know what I mean? Like, um, but yeah, no, that, um, George, you you broke my heart. It's not. We're not Mike Tyson's not going to fight. No, it's <laughs> he's going to fight Evander Holyfield. Apparently, do we want to see that? No, no. I don't. I don't know why people do this. This that 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 is going to get so many clicks and so much attention just because of the history behind it. One hundred percent. But Holyfield, have you seen him? He's in mm-hmm. shape, dude. Oh, really? Awesome. That dude, that dude's, he's a, he's a, he's an animal. Uh, but no, I don't want to see that. I Do have you, no desire. The bill, I hate to say it, but the buildup behind that would be, is going to be pretty epic too. If that, if that's going to happen, the store, the, sure. using the storyline of the ear and all that stuff and the old clips and all that, they're probably going to show building up to it. I mean, it's going to be, media is going to run with it for sure. Yeah. The circus is back in town. Great. Yeah. Uh, I don't know this I this all bums me out you know I really want the Paul brothers to find a new hobby because they're fucking up my world they're just they're just stay I, I don't people get I've, I've watched many podcasts before today and people talking about Mayweather fighting Logan Paul why is he doing it? Does he need the money? Quick payday, this and that. And I go, no, this is just this is where boxing is. This is this is what they have to do to bring to bring in the viewers. The, this this fight for Mayweather is nothing different than the Connor fight for Mayweather. This is oh. like this isn't on purpose to. Whoa, you're giving me a weird look. That this isn't oh. this. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. It's no different as far as a money grab. You're right, but the thing with Connor is that there was some real intrigue there about, hey, can an MMA guy cross okay, yeah. over into boxing and right. do well? Now, albeit he fought arguably one of the greatest of all time in doing so. That was, you know, I thought that was where the discrepancy was, but there was that storyline that I thought generated real interest, okay? Logan Paul's not a fighter. Right. He's a YouTuber who's in shape, who's fought two fights against another YouTuber. Why in the holy fuck right. 
is he fighting arguably one of the greatest boxers of all time? And why in the holy fuck is anyone entertaining the idea that he stands a chance? What What is the possibility? No, he can't. What is the possibility that Mayweather has the same mindset as you do? And he's thinking, okay, this is a cash grab for sure. And also, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to box his face off and he's going to walk away from boxing after this. And that's what he wants to happen. What's the possibility that that's, that's his mindset? I'm not going to pretend like I know what the hell's going on through that guy's head. I'm not a Floyd Mayweather fan. I will respect the fact that he's a great boxer. I don't like him as a person. Um, I never will. So my my opinion opinion is that yeah, this is just a money ground. That's it. I just I'm I, I, I'm just I'm just saying there is a possibility that he thinks the same way that you do. That this is not great attention for boxing, and this is not where I want yeah. boxing to be right now. He doesn't think that at all. I don't. I don't think he thinks that. For he thinks he thinks any attention is great attention as long as we're getting attention to boxing. Possibly. Are you? Are you? Are you? Don't think he cares about anything. It's literally just uh, hey, there's green all over this. I think he cares about Floyd. He okay. Care about boxing. Yeah. No. no. He doesn't care. Okay. Well, all week, all we can hope for is that what I said is that Mayweather goes in there, he boxes his face off, and then he walks away. Floyd or no, Logan Paul? Logan Paul. I'm oh, saying you, all you, we can hope for is that Mayweather goes in there, boxes Paul's face off, and then Paul walks away. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I hope for as well. Um, I just, this is this, I, I don't know how, I don't know how we got here. I blamed Connor on the last podcast or two podcasts ago. You know, Connor made this possible, but Connor's a fighter. These guys are not fighters. Right. I'm sick of people pretending or being under the delusion that they are. They're not fighters, you know? And I heard an interesting theory and I'm not saying that I agree and I'm not even saying it's a good one, but it was interesting. And I heard that <laughs> Floyd has to get revenge on the Paul family because Jake Paul knocked out Nate. Sort of like white on black crime. So now Floyd needs to uh, needs to <laughs> needs to step up um, for his first people. You know what sucks about that theory? You agree? No. Okay. Is that he could say that once in the media, and this is oh, so much bigger. It's already, it's it already, is. the narrative has already been written. Trust me. Trust me. Oh my oh, God, yeah. dude. Oh. This Let is, me just this, say this. This is going to cause riots. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, like I said, I don't necessarily agree, and I don't think it's even a good theory, but let me just say this. That theory was floated out by two different hip-hop podcast with african-american hosts so i don't want anyone getting upset at me weird okay okay don't get upset at me i'm just i'm regurgitating what i heard by those guys so um so like i said this isn't my theory this is a theory that i heard i'm just i'm just i'm just repeating it so please no one get mad at me oh they're going to i certainly wouldn't think that 
Floyd needs to do that. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I want him to kick Logan Paul's ass. I want someone to kick Jake Paul's ass, and I want them to go away. I also don't care about race. This isn't my motivation. My motivation is protecting boxing. <laughs> so, anyway. Anyway. So, this episode... Texas racist douchey i've just i've checked i've checked off all the boxes for this podcast apparently listen the we've got to come up with hashtags and we're you're doing a very good job throughout the episode so if you just want to keep that in mind from now on let's okay. we'll, we'll wrap up each show with the hashtags that we're going to have for social media <laughs> based off of the conversation that we had <laughs> hashtag i'm not racist but I am sexist. That's a long hashtag. How about hashtag all of the above? That's a good one. Yep. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. All right. Ready to get yep. out of here? Let's do it. Let's do it. See you.